Hello, ako si Judas Cavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Raffler Podcast episode kung saan hihimay natin ang mga mayinit at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Raffler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na ito, pag-uusapan natin ang Delta variant. Ang variant na ito ay mas abilis makahawa sa mas maraming tao kaysa sa original na novel coronavirus. So gaano nga ba kalakas ang Delta variant? Ano naman ang ginagawa ng Duterte administration at local governments para pagkikian ang pagkalat nito? Tatalakayin natin ang isyong ito kasama ang dalawang rapper reporters sa sinusundan ang sitwasyon sa bansa. Una ay si Sofia Tomacruz who covers the pandemic. Hi Sofia! Hi Judas! Kasama rin natin si Dwight De Leon na sinusundan naman ang local governments. Hi Dwight! Hi Judas! Hi Sofia! Hi Dwight! Sofia, bago tayo pumunta sa variant, sa so Delta variant na to. Pwede mo explain mo sa amin muna, ano ba ang variant, yung konsepto ng variant? Paano mm-hmm. nagkakaroon nito from the original novel coronavirus? Kasi nag-umpisa tayo, uh, 2020, novel coronavirus. Then biglang, as months months, nagkakaroon ng mga uh, variants sa UK, Africa. Tapos ngayon naman may Delta variant. So explain mm-hmm. to us, ano ba to? Anong konsepto na to? Oo. Sige. Oo. Actually, good good question. So, balik tayo sa virus mismo. The reason why there are variants is because um, bahagi naman ito ng evolution ng isang virus. What happens is a virus, its goal is to keep replicating itself, right? And it does that through infecting people. So once it's inside people's systems, they use the cells of humans to replicate. But over time... Uh, when it does this process over and over again, countless times, sometimes something will be different. So those differences cause variants. And um, sometimes variants... So this has been happening actually since the beginning of the pandemic. It's just part of the way a virus behaves. But sometimes those variants will be different in that um, they become either variants of interest where they have certain characteristics that the WHO will watch, like characteristics pertaining to its transmissibility, how it can infect people and sicken people. And if it gets to a level where there is, that it's globally concerning, uh, nagiging parang variant of concern siya. So going back to your question, Nojudes, what is a variant? It's still, it's the virus, but um, it's a mutated form of the virus, no? And it happens because it replicates itself thousands and thousands of, of times. And those differences are what makes viruses have different different kinds of itself, like a variant. So if there was an original variant, like you mentioned, original COVID-19, tapos may alpha, which was the variant first found in the UK, may delta din, which was the variant first found in India. Pero the WHO has decided not to name it so much by where it was found to prevent stigma and instead use the Greek alphabet. Marami nang sinabi, no? like, kunyari, sinasabi na tumataas sa mga kaso dahil dito, pero parang yung characteristics niya, parang medyo kulang pa. May mga hmm. studies, may mga sinasabi ang mga experts. Pero, Sophia, based sa mga nababasa mong mga studies ng mga experts sa different countries, sinasabi ng WHO, ano nga ba ang Delta variant? Gano'n ito kaiba sa ibang mga natuklasan na variants in the past? At kasi we're hearing of countries na previously were doing well in the pandemic. Uh, sa Southeast Asia, maraming ganito. Then biglang nung dumating na Delta variant, ang intense na ng pagkasira ng sitwasyon nila. So, gaano ito kaiba ba? Gano'n ito kalakas? Mm-hmm. Right. 
So, may particular traits talaga itong Delta variant. And the reason why health experts and scientists are concerned is because the traits are uh, worrisome. First of all, mas nakakahawa siya. So, kung um, dati yung original coronavirus can infect about three people, yung alpha naman, mga four to five. Itong Delta, eight na. So, hmm. nakakahawa talaga siya. And a lot of people are saying, you know, based on reports and studies that it also spreads quickly. So, itong Delta variant, sabi na ng um, WHO that it is well on its way to becoming the globally dominant variant of COVID-19. And take note na this variant, right, was it emerged or it was first reported in India, which was just this year, early months of the year. And already, in just a few weeks, months time it's becoming the globally dominant variant of the disease so it really moves quickly and aside from it moving quickly we also know that it can infect people faster there are reports that fleeting contact it can take just a few minutes for for the virus to transfer or to transmit to other people and at the same time dahil parang mas nakakahawang asya and so there's also an increased risk of hospitalization and um, people tend to stay sick for longer so may prolonged hospital stay din yung likelihood that that is higher and what is also alarming which a lot of people have been worried about is that this delta variant seems to be able to Second, people who have only had one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. Pero, effective pa rin yung two doses, which is why you see governments all over the world really, really trying to quicken the pace of their vaccination and, and widen its coverage. And which is also why you're seeing in other highly vaccinated countries na kahit may Delta variant dun, and kahit tumataas naman yung mga kaso nila, a lot of this is happening among unvaccinated people. So parang na-underscore din yung urgency of getting vaccines uh, because it does protect people still from the Delta variant. Kinilabutan ako sa pag-explain mo kung ano yung nangyayari sa Delta variant, lalo na yung mabilis siyang kumaalat. Kasi it makes sense nga, no? Kasi ngayon, nakikita mo, ang bilis tumaas sa mga numbers natin, no? At least sa ibang bansa. Pero sa Pilipinas, Sophia, mm-hmm. I know baka it's too early for us to explain the situation. Pero coming from the context of what the variant is, ano yung kaya nitong gawin? Paano mo nakikita na nakaka-apekto ang Delta variant sa bansa natin so far? Mm-hmm. If you compare it siguro sa sitwasyon natin before the pandemic or before the Delta variant na lumabas mm-hmm. sa balita. Actually, Jadez, kahit naman, even if you would say it might be too early in the sense that we're not really seeing what other countries are seeing yet. We don't need to get to that point, right? We don't need to get to the point where we reach, you know, like, catastrophe level situations because we should already be learning from what is happening in different countries. But from what we know now, because we've had experiences also of previous surges driven by, supposedly driven by some other, uh, fueled by some other variants, we know how bad things can get. And so, you know, just recently, a few months ago, when the a surge in Metro Manila and in the Philippines was really quick. We saw that there are entire families getting sick. And because there were so many people getting sick, there wasn't enough space in hospitals. And so we're not at that point yet. Pero we know that it can get that bad and even worse, right? So countries where the Delta variant is spreading, especially in, in countries where vaccination rates aren't high, which just our neighbors, right? Indonesia, Thailand, things get really, really, really bad. So, yeah, in terms of knowing that, no, we 
a lot of experts that I've spoken to have said, you know, now is the time to act. We cannot be slow. Even actually, it, it's interesting because something that the WHO said way back in March 2020, so very early days of the pandemic, is becoming extra relevant again today, which is that speed is really crucial. Speed and making decisions and waiting to make the perfect decision, you know, can actually be even more harmful. Like what's important really is that you act now. I will ask you later yung about sa mga ginagawa ng government because that's, in the past podcast, that's our favorite mm-hmm. part, no? Asking or assessing the government's response, no? I, I've guessed you in a lot of uh, shows na in the past about sa coronavirus. And after, after more than a year, no? or nearly two years na nandito pa rin tayo. Sophia, you mentioned nga na time is to the essence, di ba? Akfas mm-hmm. dapat tayo. Pero there are concerns tungkol sa paraan ng pag-report at pag-detect ng variant na to. Mm-hmm. Uh, marami ako nababasang comments online na sinasabi nila na baka naghahabol ang DOH sa pag-detect na to. Are these fears unfounded or may basihan ba? Can you explain to us din, paano ba ang proseso ng pag-detect ng variants ng mga, ng mga government officials like ng DOH? Oo nga no, Judas. Medyo iba yung proseso ng pag-detect ng Delta versus just a normal COVID-19 case. So it starts out the same way where people who have symptoms or, or were exposed need to get tested, get tested. But for you to find out that a Delta case is a Delta case, that sample would have to be sequenced. So in other countries that have built the capacity for this over the years and have you know a lot of people who know how to do these things, like the UK, they're able to sequence, if I'm not mistaken, every single test that they or every single sample that they have. But in the Philippines, we don't have that capacity. The Currently, the Philippine Genome Center in the University of the Philippines is what the institution that does the sampling. And yung kaya nila is around 750 samples weekly. So because it's limited, the DOH further narrows down the samples that it gives to the PGC to test. So the sampling is what they call purposive sampling. Yung ibig sabihin nun ay parang kinukuha nila yung mga samples sa mga lugar at sa mga clusters kung saan may higher likelihood daw of Delta. Uh, so that, you know, they can get a better picture of its spread. And at the same time, um, yun yung isang uh, parameter, diba? Pero for you to be, for you to be part, so after you're part of that um, group, no, where DOH has picked your samples, for you to be, uh, you know, to let's say, kung parang, if you think about it like a spectrum, right, for you to get closer to being sampled in PGC, you would have to meet uh, two other criteria, which is one, um, yung CT threshold, which is basically, it's it's technical term, but basically just measures, um, uh, you know, the virus in you, the viral load in your body, you would have to meet a certain um, criteria for, for, for sequencing to actually be successful. And then at the same time, your specimen has to be enough specimen in your sample has to be enough to be sampled. So, for example, galing ka naman sa isang, you get tested and your sample is picked to be sequenced. If it doesn't meet those two criteria, then it can't, it technically can't really be sequenced. So, um, there are those further narrowing factors. And um, I think that's also where the fear or concern of some people is based. Um, you know, the fact that we don't have a lot of, we don't have big capacity to, uh, detect all case, detect all Delta variant cases. Pero so in a way, it is founded. But at the same time, um, I think that uh, what some of our experts have said, no, for example, see si Dr. Ano Ong Lim, um, other advice, other infectious disease specialists, Dr. Alejandri, and everything. They were saying that 
you know, at this point in time, because we already know how Delta behaves and because we are seeing the way um, it is spreading in other countries and because we are precisely aware of all the limitations that we have in the Philippines, let's be smarter about it, right? Or rather, more practical about it in that let's just assume every case is a Delta case because the alternative to kind of play it um, safe or or to seek that you know confirmation can turn can backfire in the in in the long run especially if we know that um you know delta can can infect up to eight people already and it, it's just i mean it's just something that we have to deal with not not all those cases really be detected parang ano no reminds me of pascal's wager na it's better to it's better to assume that it's this kesa assume that it's not kasi yung consequences na pag assume mo na hindi ay mas malala than the consequences of assuming mm-hmm. na ano. Mm-hmm. Pero yun nga, no, it all boils down sa resources ng bansa natin and it begs to, parang, as to us, the government na two years into the pandemic, why have we not increased our capacity for this kinds of uh, pag-detect? Pero I'll ask you later that yung about sa government natin. So before tayo pumunta sa local governments, I also wanted to ask kasi yung ginagawa ng local governments natin, uh, we have a uh, question from our viewers sa uh, YouTube. We have one from YouTube. Name niya RJ Asar. Sabi niya, although I, I don't know if meron tayong data on this, pero okay, atas pa natin Sofia. What's the effectiveness of wearing masks in an enclosed space against Delta variant? May ganoon na ba tayong information? Yeah, well, I mean, diba, binanggit naman namin yung mga traits ng Delta earlier on. Like, mas nakakahawa siya and everything. One good so, parang, sorry, I forgot. To, thank you for asking that question because I forgot to say earlier on that, you know, uh, parang at, at face value, um, nakakatakot, diba? Na mas nakakahawa itong variant and everything. But one uh, piece of good news is that um, so far, the current mitigation measures that we have do still work. So, yes, keep wearing the mask, um, social distancing, and at the same time, um, you know, get vaccinated because that really works. And uh, masks in masks in particular do work. Um, it lowers the level of risk that you have, right? So, kung um, nasa loob ka ng isang enclosed space, a mask will help, you know, um, decrease your risk of of catching uh, the virus while you're where while you're inside. So, I wouldn't say, for example, drop the mask because Delta is so contagious anyway. Like, no, just keep keep wearing the mask because anything that you can do to protect yourself and then you build and build and add upon that that that's um that's what our experts and that's what the medical um professional says the way to go dito talaga papasok yung dapat best tayo in assuming mga assumer assumer tayo na nasa paligid na natin yung delta variant play it safe naman hindi naman yeah play it safe kasi nga hindi natin alam na baka mas malala pa yung maging mangyayari kung we drop our guards diba so Dwight, coming from that context na nakakatakot yung Delta variant, mas contagious siya, mas malakas mag-spread, ano lang ginagawa ng local governments in this face of this new variant? Sir, is there parang missing pa bang element sa ginagawa nila? Kasi, of course, we saw before kung paano sila nag-address sa mga other variants, di ba? Ngayon sa Delta variant, anong ginagawa nila at ano pa yung pagkukulang na nakikita mo? I can't say a lot kung ano yung missing sa approach ng mga LGUs pero at least doon sa mga local government units dito sa Metro Manila na nakausap natin they're really all hands on deck 
uh, dito sa threat of uh, COVID-19 Delta variant. Last week, uh, I talked to uh, people in Pasay. Remember, Pasay was uh, one of the first cities that really faced a COVID-19 variant-driven surge in March. And para sa kanila, no, I, I, they don't want to take any chances. They have mayor talagang nagkokandak din ng mga online uh, meetings with uh, with babaranggays, telling them what to do, to strengthen their contact tracing, make sure na kilala nila yung mga arrivals, uh, yung mga dumarating sa kanila na siguro mga returning na mga residente nila. We also have Quezon City na at least ni ramp up nila yung kanilang uh, task force uh, kung saan mas active yung case finding, yung contact tracing. Kanina kausap ko yung vaccination officer ng Quezon City and he said na, well, right now, it, parang exploring pa lang sila. Pero there exploratory talks daw with uh, the Singaporean uh, government kung paano siguro may employ, siguro yung genome sequencing, ganyan, dito sa, sa Quezon City. Parang sila yung mag-initiate, ganoon. Pero at this point, uh, it's still, lahat ng ito ay parang pagpaplano pa lang. Pero nakausap ko nga rin si, si Mayor Joy two weeks ago and she told me na kumpara noong Marso, na walang, parang ginula tayo ng surge in a way or ng, 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 ng effect ng uh, isang COVID-19 variant. Ngayon, kahit papano, may experience o karanasan na tayong pinanghuhugutan eh. So at least, in a way, may merong blueprint kung ano yung gagawin ng mga local government units. Sa Manila, kanina na-confirm ko with the Manila PIO that naglabas ng barangay ng parang announcement lang or paalala sa mga... Uh, other ba- uh, other barangays to prepare for a possible uh, enhanced community quarantine. Of course, uh, all of these are still up in the air. Uh, although kanina nag-usap uh, ang uh, mga Metro Manila mayors, they had an emergency meeting about uh, these about the future of our uh, lockdown protocols. Kanina si Mayor Rex Gatchalian ayon yung masadong uh, mag-reveal kung ano ba yung napag-usapan. Uh, sa meeting kanina but he said na his favor of another round of the enhanced community quarantine. Mm-hmm. Pero ano nga no kasi nagdumating yung Delta variant in a, in a situation in a time na parang nagkakaroon na glimmer of hope dahil sa vaccine no. So parang question ko nga eh paano nakaapekto itong variant sa vaccination process ng mga LGUs? Kasi parang okay na eh minsan nga may mga lugar nga di ba na crowded masyado. May na-call out pa nga si President Duterte sa Sona. Hashtag call out culture. Pero ano, ano, ano mga binago nila? Anong adjustment nila sa process nito in the face of this variant? Well, of course, they have to be extra careful kasi, uh, well, syempre, nandito nga yung threat ng variant. Uh, may ilang uh, mga cities na kung dati nag-aalaw sila ng mga walk-ins, ngayon uh, wala munang walk-ins para to make sure na contained yung mga tao. Uh, so vaccination sites and as maliban pa dun sa protocols on the ground yung strategy din ng uh, ng mga city governments medyo uh, inintensify nila specifically kung paano nila may encourage itong mga senior citizens natin na magpabakuna kasi alam naman natin sila yung pinaka or one of the most vulnerable sectors pagdating dito sa COVID-19. Yung uh, vaccination officer ng Kaloocan nakausap natin last week, uh, uh, she said na talagang yung mayor pa mismo uh, nakipag-usap sa mga senior citizens para magpabakuna. Sa Pasay, uh, I think meron silang mga ilang pakulo. Uh, they try to increase the number of 
uh, senior citizens na nababakunahan nila bawat araw tapos may mga papremyo sila minsan cash prize um meron na ano parang one month worth of uh, maintenance medicine uh, so really there's really an attempt to vaccinate uh, more uh people specifically senior citizens and ayun nga dumating din dumating din tayo sa panahon na uh may bakuna tayo from uh, Johnson and Johnson and this is uh one uh one dose uh shot parang this is a one and done uh vaccine uh so sa ganitong paraan dahil easier yung roll out and yung mga uh senior citizens natin hindi na kailangan bumalik pagkatapos nila ng first dose so kahit pa paano uh, siguro masabi natin na mayroong slight momentum pero yun nga uh, hindi pa rin enough yung supply ng uh, vaccine dito sa bansa kung kaya uh, yung mga LGUs din natin uh, medyo inamplify nila siguro yung calls na sana magkaroon ng bakuna pa kanina sinabi yan ni ano ni Mayor Abi Binay and kanina rin si uh, si Mayor Rex Gatchalian sabi niya uh, uh, I I'm in favor now, or she's in favor now of another round of enhanced community quarantine, community quarantine, but it will only work if there really are more supply of the vaccine here in the Philippines. To be fair, um di ko lang kung ito talaga yung situation sa lahat ng ng city sa Metro Manila, pero um in the few that I've uh, talked, parang a few where I've spoken to some officials and of course have heard stories. Parang me conscious effort talaga to set aside yung mga J&J vaccines for the seniors. Tapos, um, at the same time, other than yung mga incentives or trying to get more seniors, attract more seniors to vaccination centers. As in, I think for the past week or something, almost all days were really just for seniors. Like, they're really, really trying to um, reach out to the seniors. Kasi kung naalala nyo, when you look at Diba, may mga vaccination statistics minsan yung DOH and NTF. They divide it by the priority groups. Laging behind talaga yung mga seniors, which is, at the time, parang, I guess it wasn't so much of a cause of concern for them, for the officials. Kasi as long as may mga tao sa vaccination centers, then just keep going, right? Pero um, the vaccination, like our, like the DOH and experts have said, it really becomes extra, extra important now because nagiging race talaga siya versus the variants to keep vaccinating more people because yun din yung sabi ng isang infectious disease specialist and pharmacologist, si Dr. Benjamin Go. Like, the answer to, you know, one answer to variants is to vaccinate more people and to keep vaccinating um, as many as possible, not necessarily to step back and think, oh no, should I get vaccinated? Because so-and-so... Um, study or blah 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 information came out about the about a sorry not the certain information came out about the vaccine. But they were saying really the the reason one way to keep addressing variants is to just keep vaccinating as much as many people as possible because that's how the variants emerge in the first place. Spark, I very like I think sa aspeto na yan, in control pa sila kasi they adjusted naman like what it said about the JNJ vaccines. Mm-hmm. Pero Dwight, you mentioned kanina yung mga ginagawa ngayon ng mga LGUs. Pero from your coverage in the past months, ano dapat ang hindi nila dapat gawin sa harap ng banta ng Delta variant? Yung dapat iwasan nila kasi dalik sila dun sa pagginawa nila yon. 
Well, syempre, iwasan nilang maging kampante. Kasi, we've been here uh, many times before and may, may, may feeling kasi tayo na parang desensitized na yung mga tao. Kasi, if ever, I mean, wala pa tayong lockdown talaga this time. Pero, kapag nagkaroon, it's like, you know, parang we had a surge in August, then in March, and then if ever ito yung uh, pangatlong uh, lockdown. And pag simula kasi nung March, nagkaroon tayo ng ECQ, then after that, MECQ, then pa-downgrade ng uh, pa-downgrade itong ating uh, quarantine restrictions. And for the longest time, uh, umaasa tayo siguro in a way na makakarating kaya tayo sa MGCQ kasi hindi pa ata natin, at least yung Metro Manila, hindi pa ata ito uh, na-reach. Tapos hindi pa tayo bumabalik uh, Oh, hindi pa na, ang layo pa siguro kung maharating tayo sa new normal. So, siguro dapat yung mga LGUs, well, remind then their uh, their citizens that the threat of Delta variant uh, should not be underestimated. Kasi ang daming sabik na rin lumabas eh. Sabik tayo to reopen our economy and syempre, a year and a half into our on lockdown, really... Uh, affects our well-being and but people have to realize that if maging kampante tayo now mas maging uh, drastic yung consequences because baka mas lalo pa tayong mapunta sa mas so worst kind of lockdown nakausap nga natin si Dr. Tony Liachon in uh, a story for, uh, last week uh, about whether Metro Manila is prepared for a lockdown. And uh, he said na the problem is kulang tayo sa sense of urgency. Kung maaga natin ipeprevent or mitigate yung risks of the COVID-19 Delta variant, then it would be faster for us na to get out of this situation. Very ano, no, dire warning na dapat hindi tayo kampante. So, listeners, audience, wag maging kampante. So, Sophia... Gusto ko naman tanongin din yung mga nangyayari ngayon sa outside Metro Manila. There are other areas outside the region na lumalala rin na rin sitwasyon. Yung mga nababasa tayong reports mm-hmm. na nadetekta rin sa Hanara yung mga iba't ibang variants. Hindi lang yung Delta variant, pero yung mga previous variants din, meron na rin doon sa Hanara. What could have led to the situation? Ano sinasabi niya ng DOH? Bakit nagkakaganito yung tumataas yung kaso sa kanilang mga lugar? Mm-hmm. Well, alam mo, Jodes, diba, it's always hard to um, pinpoint just one specific factor. But if, um, I think, for example, the fact that there's local transmission uh, ng Delta variant. So local transmission, just to review a bit, just means, um, it means basically, iba pa to from community transmission. Local transmission means parang may nakikita silang links between clusters so they can see that the vir- how the virus is spreading. Pero yung community transmission is when um, the virus is so widespread that it's hard to pinpoint um, the sources of certain cases. So yun nga, diba? So may local transmission. And kung babalik pa tayo sa uh, earlier in in this discussion when I mentioned that one of our one of the expert advisors for the government mentioned that you know we should be treating each case like it's Delta now. There can also be a a reason or perhaps a factor behind why there are other regions where cases are increasing and where um, the situation is also getting more 
concerning where health systems are being are, are, are more stressed because you know it's a it might be a used phrase by now pero yun nga talaga like the virus doesn't respect borders and so that that's true for the Philippines as well lalo na may, na may interzonal travel pa rin and I think Dwight wrote a story about this right about how porous our borders continue to be how pro- quarantine protocols really aren't uniform in different LGUs and how some LGUs will have more stringent testing requirements than others so That's precisely how the virus will, you know, find its way into different areas and communities. And depending on how ready you are, that's how cases will spread. And depending on how ready you are, it will it will spell the difference in how bad or or how you know under control things will be. The DOH did say that it was closely monitoring areas where the cases were increasing, precisely because it made Delta variant as a country. And at the same time, you know, because things can get out of control, especially with the Delta variant in the country, things can get out of control. It requires close watching, talaga, especially now that we're already over a year into the pandemic. So you can just imagine how tired people may be, how stressed our health systems are, and how, you know, limited resources continue to be. You mentioned kanina yung border controls natin, no? I remember nga Dwight's story before na sabi niya talaga nagka-problema yung border control in the past months. I think that was during yung nagka-surge bigla, no? So, Dwight, I want to ask you, sa pag-surge na to sa mga areas outside the, the, the Manila, Metro Manila, the capital region, I think even in Visayas or in the north of the Philippines, factor ba rin ba yung border control dito or natutunay mga LGUs? Well, the thing, Jodes, is Uh, after kasi nung round natin of ECQ and MECQ uh, back in March and April, syempre na-downgrade yung quarantine restrictions to GCQ in many places and, and MGCQ. So, in a way, uh, mas naging lax din uh, sa border control. Eh. And yun nga, meron kasing... Uh, meron kasi tayong push din talaga to reopen economy, ganyan. So... I could say na, well, you have to remember then, uh, parang just a month ago or a few weeks ago, uh, there was this push na yung mga fully vaccinated individuals uh, can do interzonal travel without having to present a negative uh, COVID-19 test result. Siyem, nag-backtrack yung mga officials and eventually, ang nangyari is uh, kung, kung ano yung uh, kung ano yung status ko, which is kung ano yung gusto ng LGU, Uh, na protocol, uh, they can decide kung ano yung gusto nilang mangyari. So yun nga, it's still the same, ano pa rin eh, uh, it's still the same strategy, I guess, for for many LGUs or for the national government na bahala ang LGU depende sa kung ano uh, yung feeling nila na sitwasyon uh, sa kanilang lugar. And of course, meron tayong mga anecdotal reports na sa mga in areas na may uh, tourist hotspots, Uh, medyo tumataas yung cases. And then, may mga provinces na maliban sa tumataas yung cases nila, yun nga, nag, uh, nagla-lockdown sila, ganyan. So, at this point, it's really a cause for concern. It's worrying, no? Kasi, of course, you mentioned yung mga tourist sites then Kasi, parang, I know, magkaharon ng campaign, di ba, ang government na to boost local tourism. At the same time, I'm reading comments, I'm, I'm, Parang I'm hearing some 
sentiments from the, the locals in this tourist spots. For example, parang isang beach destination in Dirt of Philippines, di ba? Nag, parang nagre-reklamo na sila na tumataas na yung cases nila, pero parang hindi pa rin tinitigil or hindi pa rin pinipigil or binabawasan yung mga pumupuntang mga turista. So that's something that the government and the local government and national government should take into consideration, no? Okay. And so, I, have to, oh. I have to point out lang pala na there was a pushback din naman from local government units noong... Uh, Clinote yung possibility na yung mga fully vaccinated individuals no longer have to present a COVID-19 test result. Kasi yun nga, uh, at this point, hindi pa rin naman ganun ka... Alam mo, hindi, hindi pa natin, hindi pa uh, maganda yung sistema ng ating mga vaccination cards. They say madali siyang pekein, wala pa tayong centralized system. So yung, paano ba, yung backbone siguro, hindi pa siya talagang in place. Eh. So mahirap uh, luwagan yung borders natin at this time pero ayun nga dahil may push for uh, for the economy to reopen well it's it's ano uh, yung mang, yung mga tao uh, they they face the risk of you know of being exposed to the virus oo pero the bad wait um other than border control, naalala ko kasi yung sabi ng, yung isang, um, parang palala ng DOH to, to, well, us. But at the same time, yung mga local governments din, they were calling on people, on the officials to really, parang um, shorten yung time between isolation and, and detection and isolation. Kasi, uh, bago pa na-confirm yung local transmission dito sa Pilipinas and everything, um, they were already trying to get that down, um, get the the period between detection and isolation down to five days, which is or you know, mind you, is already it's not the ideal. Yung ideal pa rin ay one to two days. Okay, really Pero oh, may one to two days. Yeah. So I remember aside from border control, yun din yung isang um important important uh factor that health officials really ask local government officials to um hammer down on yung yung uh yeah the narrowing the the time from uh detection to isolation pero you know that also goes back to so many other different problems like contact tracing and um you know we can go on and on about it yeah so know that we know the situation that that's being parang brought to us by delta variant dwight and sofia siguro dwight can answer first Ano dapat yung pagtuunan ng pansin ng government ngayon para labanan itong pagkalat ng variant na to? Considering na we have two next year elections, pala, umpisa na yung mga campaign trail, and whether we like it or not, talaga magkakaroon-pagkakaroon ng mga parang small gatherings dahil sa mga kampanya, even at, not in Metro Manila, maybe in other regions in the country. At, Parang reality yan eh. Na, na, mangyayari talaga kahit ayaw natin. Kahit 10 people, 15 people, which is delikado pa rin. Ano dapat pagtunan ng government if they want to take control of the situation before next year? Well, napag-usapan na nga natin kanina, they really have to ramp up vaccinations. Kung, kung alam mo yun, kung makarating lang talaga sa atin yung vaccines uh, as soon as possible. Kasi the, the situation on the ground, or at least what people are saying, uh, what LGUs are saying, people are willing to be vaccinated. 
na sometimes it's not really... I mean, of course, the vaccine hesitancy is real. Pero may mga LGUs na mataas yung demand ng mga taong gustong magpabakuna. The only problem is that the vaccines are not available. So in as much as they want to ramp up vaccinations or uh, sustain the momentum, it's just not possible when the supply isn't there. Sophia? Well, you know, to you know, to go back then a little bit to um, the other strategies. Of course, important pa rin talaga yung vaccination. Pero um, I just want to point out as well na hanggang ngayon naman um, lahat ng experts, they will always say that, you know, of course, vaccinations are very important. But there are, there are also many, many, many other things that we can do aside from just rely on vaccines and just go back and forth between lockdowns because now na may parang may um you know uh nagsisirculate ulit ng mga messages na baka may ECQ and everything um whether or not that actually comes through it's only a limited amount of time right and the whole reason why you have an ECQ is to strengthen other measures like testing um tracing you know, your health systems to help strengthen them too. And other measures as well. We have a story coming out on that too. So look out for it and read it. But, um, but yeah, I just want to point out that the vaccines aren't the only answer. Um, they aren't the only thing that we can fall back on. There's you know, testing, of course. Uh, the, um, the testing is really, the capacity is really increased. But now the issue is access, right? Um, the tests are still so expensive and um, contact tracing is really an area that needs a lot of improvement. Um, and there, there are many things that go into that, a lack of workers and at the same time, um, parang, you know, weak internet and weak connectivity across the country. So there's that too. Um, so if you ask me, Nojo Des, me lacking pabasa response. Um, there will always be something that we can do better because the virus is still here, right? And as long as the virus is still here and there are people who are unprotected and unvaccinated or quite frankly don't have the the um, chance or the option yet to get the vaccine, they're still waiting. Um, the virus will always keep mutating, like we mentioned earlier on in this conversation. So um, yun lang. I think it's a question that we're going to keep asking ourselves, you know, months from now still hopefully not years but months from now still because yun nga, while we have done well a lot well um, measures have been done there will always be more and more to do meron tayong question from our viewers sa facebook si paul carson hi paul thank you for asking this i'm not sure if natanong na nasagot mo to sofia kanina pero baka pwede mong balikan ulit pero sabi niya bukod sa mabagal na vaccination ano pang expect natin sa mga laboratories and sequencing facilities Hanggang ngayon daw evident na napag-iiwanan ang laboratories dahil sa cases nung April pa. Uh, sa halang nalaman na Delta variant pala kasi palaging overloaded ang mga testing facilities and labs natin. Parang meron bang balak ni address to ang DOH? May balak ko silang magtayo yeah. ng mga, mm-hmm. ng mga uh, additional laboratories? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Actually, thanks for that question. I forgot to mention that earlier as well. So, limited nga yung capacity, di ba? Kasi uh, PGC lang sa ngayon yung uh, nagsisequence ng samples, tapos 750, around 750 samples lang din. Pero at the same time, um, aware naman sila na hindi pwede na isang lab lang 
for the entire year or you know for the months moving forward yung may kayang um you know magsequence ng mga samples so they're actually used the DOH and the DOST and the UP system has plans to expand uh the number of labs that can sequence i think um they want to put up two more by the end of the year so you know two pero hopefully there are more are also put up aside from those two, one in Visayas, I think, and then one in Mindanao, if I'm not mistaken. Pero I think the main vehicle that they're looking at now is to use the the UP system, the UP schools. Because they're the people, experts who know how to do sequencing, and then, yeah, I think the facilities as well. And my next question, I always ask you guys this, ilang beses na kinag-guess sa show na to. Ano yung worst case scenario na nakikita nyo pag hindi na-implement itong mga priorities na sinasabi nyo kanina? Ano yung nakatatakot kayo na mangyayari? Sophia? I think that the worst thing that can happen no, is that we waste another round of example that we would go back to ECQ if we do, or if not ECQ, if we just do heightened restrictions again, that we waste the time to that is given, the allowance that is given to beef up our response and to improve that because it's been over a year now and really, if we waste this, then we're, we're just in in a spiral and we just keep going back and forth between you know, the same measures without really doing anything different and the effect of that is already apparent now. So I think the worst thing that can happen is, yes, we don't do anything different later on and at the same time, I think, aside from that, I think, you know, be the worst case situation is that, again, aside from nothing changing, uh, also that we don't do anything at all. Because we've seen how other countries, have, how Delta has really ravaged other countries. And it would be really, really sad and be really scary to see that happen here in the Philippines. Medyo undisheartening ng sinabi ni Sofia, pero it's it's, it's really needed. needed. Parang reality punch na kailangan natin malaman yung possible Actually, na mangyari. Oo. Oh. Oh, oh. Reality check talaga yung Delta. Mm-hmm. Parang, parang at least we know what can happen if we don't act fast, act urgently, sabi niyo nga kanina. So Dwight, ikaw naman, ano yung kinakatakot mong mangyari? Alam mo, Judith, uh, I think you, you asked this question before and same pa rin yung, yung answer ko. We are entering an election season still with the threat of the COVID-19 pandemic and we don't want an electorate that, that's afraid to vote, that's afraid to go out and vote on May 9, 2022. But kanina, Senator Juan Miguel Zubiri uh, released a survey result uh, from Pulse Asia. It's a commissioned survey saying that 46% of Filipinos are unwilling to cast their ballots on election day next year should COVID-19 cases continue to be an issue in their barangay. So that's that's quite alarming because you want people to participate in one of the most important events in our history. And so there's a possibility that we could experience low turnout. And the Comelec said they are confident naman that... Uh, measures, uh, safety measures are in place, and they're also confident na magiging maayos naman yung turnout. But, you know, it's really high time that we ramp up our vaccinations, we, we ramp up our contact tracing, and uh, everything that needs to be done so that hindi na tayo abot our election season na hindi tayo sigurado kung, well, for one, kung matutuloy ba Well, sabi naman ng Comelec, matutuloy ito. But you know, th- th- there are many fears that 
ayaw nating uh, maisakatuparan or uh, maging uh, reality. So, we hope that by next year, the COVID-19 threat is no longer as challenging as it is now. I love yung pinanggagalingan mo, no? Like, comelic, ano, lens. Yes, Kasi, bit mo yan, eh. Ikaw ang mahihirapan yes. next year pag ganito <laughs> yes, exactly. natin. So, for my last question, kay Sophia, very practical. Ano na dapat yung gawin ng public now? Ano yung mga practical na tips na dapat they should think about, they should keep in mind as we face this Delta variant na nakakatahot, na mas mabilis makahawa mm-hmm. than other variants? Right. So, hindi tayo helpless, no? There are still things that we can do. Um, First being, one, uh, magiging conscious tayo sa surroundings. So, kung enclosed yung space, um, kung may option na, you know, outdoors, go for the outdoors. Wear, keep wearing the mask, the face shield, follow physical distancing, get vaccinated as soon as possible once you're eligible, and don't forget to get your second dose. Um... And kung no choice but to stay in enclosed spaces, uh, try to lessen your risk by, um, you know, limiting the time that you're in that place. And, um, you know, don't be afraid to get tested if ever so that you can protect yourself and, and the people around you. So thank you for that information, Sophia. Parang takeaway ko sa episode na to nakatahot kasi nga yung yung reality ng delta variant ay first and other variants but at the same time we can do a lot more just by for example in our own homes we continue to wear our masks and at the same time get vaccinated if the opportunity arrives so yun uh, thank you so much Sophia and White for joining me today and for explaining to us itong delta variant kung ano ginagawa ng pamahalaan at anong dapat gawin natin as individuals para matigil yung pagkalat pa nito at bumalik tayo sa normal. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. Enjoy the discussion. Thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapture News Race sa Facebook pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo na access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapper Plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapper.com. Again, I am Jules Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.